Hey, everybody. It is the Multiply Church Resource Podcast with your hosts, Casey Crimmins, Stephen Knopp. Stephen, what's up, buddy? Happy Seis de Mayo. Seis de Mayo. We... Cinco de Mayo. Nope, that was yesterday. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not even really celebrated in other countries. Other than America? Yeah. What about like... Nope. Mexico? No, not Mexico. Spain? I learned last week, actually. P- Peru? That it's kind of an American thing. For real? Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Is that kind of like our take on St. Patrick's Day? Um, or is that a worldwide phenomenon as well? I, I'll have to... Can you Google that? I'll have to do some more research Quick, on let's, that one. Let's, yeah. let's pause, clip it in, and, yeah. then, and then do it. But anyway, yeah, Cinco de Mayo was yesterday. Big celebration for a lot of Americans across the country that celebrate... Some, I, I don't even know... Let's just be real. Like, okay. should we start over? The fifth day of, of May. May. <laughs> I'd be like, happy April fifteenth. Let's just make up a 15th holiday. Fifteenth of April day for no good reason. Yeah, should we start over, or we keep going? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Okay, we're gonna keep going, folks. So you, uh, you, you heard it here first. Cinco de Mayo was yesterday. So now you kind of know. You brought it up. Where I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. But anyway, but we, uh, man, what a weekend. What a week in Charlotte, first off. What a weekend uh, for uh, for our community. Like, I feel like this podcast is going to do literally no justice to all that has gone on last week. But we can, we can, we can try to make it, we can try to make it happen. Yeah. It was an awesome weekend. I mean, I was, there really are no words that we could speak into these microphones that would help our listeners. Right. The listeners. Understand. The people. The people out there. Um, understand the move uh, that we experienced this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was powerful. We uh, had a our first inaugural, uh, will be annual uh, retreat with our, the leadership team or the leadership folks, people that lead and, and spouses. Uh, we went away about an hour south of here in this beautiful log cabin uh, through uh, someone in our community just had a connection, and we had about a 24-hour period where we just uh, got really serious about focusing in on on uh, the Lord and what He's doing and, and the community of Multiply Church, and we had 16 yeah. uh, adults and one beautiful baby boy, yeah. <laughs> Jax, uh, joined us, and uh, we, we can't brag on or be thankful enough to the Lord for the people that God has brought for such a time as this to, to be in leadership positions, man. It's, it's a diverse group of folks in terms of personality, gifts, vantage points, background history. So Yeah, it was awesome. And even on the way home, my wife, Emily, was talking about how meaningful it was and how, you know, this being the fourth church that we've served... Um, that this was really the first time we've done anything like this. And I was kind of awakened to that realization that she's right. And it was amazing. And we had so many folks. I mean, we had a a couple of folks or about four people that could not join us because they were out of town. Uh, But there were others who made such an intentional effort to be there who could have used several different excuses why not to be there, but chose to be there and made it just, grateful for their faithfulness and sacrifice and for the experience that we got to share that we'll always have as a memory. Yeah. And and it wouldn't have been the same without. I think we we often look at situations like this with big groups 
I mean, heck, we even think about this on Sunday morning. We're like, oh, well, it's going to happen without me, and they don't really need me there. Mm. Uh, but man, every person, like I could go from, from front to back, every person added uh, a new dynamic, a different perspective, words, encouragement, uh, prayers. It was. Uh, it would not have been the same without those folks. And the four yeah. folks that weren't there, we missed a ton, uh, and they would have added a, a whole other yeah. dynamic, but hopefully yeah. next year. So, yeah. yeah. One of the things that I appreciated most about our time together was the the team effort. You know, all sixteen folks. You know, we had several people who did a lot of present uh, preparation for different presentations uh, during our twenty four hours um, while we were down there, and uh, just thankful that it wasn't just really me and you. Yeah. But it was it was the team and everybody kind of using their gifts and mm-hmm. speaking into their passions. Yeah. I, th- I think the, the biggest takeaway, if I can even pick one, but some of the, the biggest takeaways from the weekend, and, and if you're part of the Multiply Church community and listen to this, I mean, A, we have an, some amazing leaders, but B, like, we are on the right track. Yeah. Like, there was just this sense of, wow, the enemy can bring deception and lies and, and feelings of, oh, just discouragement. I walked away probably the most encouraged I'd ever been in any church that I've ever served in or gone to and said, this is this is where we're supposed to be for this season, for this time. And there's just, um, there's a lot of encouraging things happening. Uh, and I think everybody kind of got on board with that, which was great. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a big confirmation for all of us. Yeah. So then we trickled into and, and turned the page. I slept for like three hours Saturday night, woke up Sunday morning. Uh, I think Stephen got up the same amount of sleep and uh, it was time to gather. And I think there was some emboldening in, in my heart of, of what and why we gather. Uh, we even talked about that on the retreat of redefining uh, while Sunday morning might not be the primary place we're trying to invite people or get people to, to get them saved. Uh, but there is something special that happens on Sundays that doesn't happen any other day of the week that is exciting and fun and uh, encouraging. So I walked in kind of expecting that to happen, and uh, the Lord did not uh, let us down. Yeah, that that certainly happened yesterday morning uh, at our gathering. And um, <laughs> it's just so funny that you know the amount of planning and preparation that I would have put into um, a similar gathering in the past and now it's just like lord what do you have for us today yeah what what's what's this going to look like yeah. and there's prayer and preparation and thought ahead of time of course by the two of us and others within the community to prepare for that time but we're just so open-handed with it and mm. it's I, I don't know i have to wonder if um, if we were more close-handed mm-hmm. with it if we would see the movement of uh, God's spirit that we that we get to see like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, after the week that we had with prayer gatherings and day of prayer and different things, and then going to the retreat and preparation for the retreat, I'm just gonna be honest. This was not an eight to twelve hour sermon prep, uh, message prep uh, day. Yeah. It was a let's see what it looks like to to teach people or to encourage people how they can read their Bible, how they can read it, whether it's within a group of people or individually. Uh, and I just sense this, like, how, how do we equip people to do that other than showing them um, what yeah. it was? So we continued in Ephesians, and the, the the setup was basically, let's pretend that this is part of your the reading that you had for the day. How, how might you go about reading it And if you were trying to be intentional about it? Uh, so some of it's line by line, 
but some of it's more bigger picture things. And I think it got interesting when I just started asking questions. Yeah. And kind of like the the basement days, and and we've had several mornings like this at different points over the last eight months. But uh, the question and answer part was just rich. It was amazing. I mean, with you know the circle being fairly full yesterday at the gathering, um, and folks being there for the first time, um, not being a part of the community prior to that, but yet speaking up and answering uh, when questions were asked. Um, it was it was amazing. The level of participation was huge. Yeah, and and an amazing topic to, to to lean into because as you round out Ephesians two, the last five six verses are are talking about uh, the citizens of heaven that we now are, uh, that we're not foreigners or strangers, that we're now kind of a part of and members of the household of God, uh, and and then and then this this language of this this building that's being built with Christ as the cornerstone the apostles and prophets as the foundation, and then we, the believers, as basically like the bricks, but that this structure, this thing that's talking about this holy temple uh, is now to uh, house the, the, the Holy Spirit, like the, the, the Spirit of God. And it was, it was, I mean, for me, even real time, there were some things in Revelations of like, wow, like this is actually way bigger uh, than an individual. I'm, I'm just a bearer of the Holy Spirit, but what happens when we come together to see that structure, quote unquote, built up. Yeah, I mean, Paul uses the language of together, together. a lot in yes. this passage in particular. So we're being joined together. We are being built together as uh, the household. And, and as we are brought together, um, that that the household of God rises up and, and he inhabits, you know, his His presence. Uh, you know, we, we get to host his presence. So was it ironic that that's actually real time what happened? <laughs> no, I don't like I, think so. Like I, I had this moment at one point that I was like, "Wait, Lord, is the sermon illustration like what we're doing right now? Like, are you just gonna show us what this actually looks like versus a really cool picture or a movie clip or some type of strange uh, uh, parallel to something in nature? Like, no, no, no. Actually, you're just gonna go to my word. You're gonna start talking about it, and then I'm gonna show you real time what happens as you host my." my presence and I was like oh okay yeah it was it was cool one some of the parts that jumped out to me um, when it was talking about you know and you walked us through the presence of God um, on earth right so it, it was originally um, in the tabernacle which was a, a tent right so yep. like a mobile, mobile tent so it went from a mobile tent and then through King Solomon uh, became an immobile temple so from a mobile tent, to an immobile temple, to now a mobile temple, and we are that temple. And I think you know, temple can signify permanence, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but we, as the church, we as the household that's being built together, being joined together, that we are now that temple that um, hosts the presence of God and, on earth. Yeah. And then to watch like forty minutes into our message, like a dude literally just walks in sits down and I'm sitting there wondering, have I met this guy before? Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of looks familiar, yeah. but not really. I'm not hundred percent sure. And, um, midway through question asking, he ra- raises hand or just speaks up and, um, and he starts answering and, to, and honestly, in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, Oh, someone must've invited him, but they're not here. So he just came right. Come to find out. He just no. showed up to the YMCA early for quote unquote, no reason 
and saw that there was something going on and walked in. Yeah. And decided to stay. And just sat down. Like, he came in like he was on a mission. Like, he, he was. He, he wasn't like coming in and looking around, being like, what is this? He like came in, sat down. And like, I, I like you. I was like, I think, do I know this? Guy? Like, <laughs> he he kind of looked familiar, looked friendly. Um, but anyway, yeah, he, he, he just shared that in this circle with strangers that um, he felt a level of trust with everyone that he didn't feel uncomfortable. And we were talking about the attributes of God. So after you walked through the passage and you leaned into a handful of questions that uh, we learned through some disciple making movements in other parts of the world. Um, There are groups uh, that, uh, organizations and ministries in the global south, in particular, use called uh, Discovery Bible Groups, and they just get together, you know, once a week and ask questions about a particular passage. And so you just started leading the whole community through these questions, you know. So when we look at this particular passage um, from uh, the second chapter in Ephesians, um, what do we learn about the attributes of God? I mean, people just spoke up. Yeah, like they just they just ran with it. It was awesome, you know. People said that we God is a reconciler. Yeah. Um, that God is accessible. Uh, that God has no favorites. That God is spirit. Yeah. Um, that God is personal. That God is concerned with our relationships. That God is a builder. I mean, on and on and on. People, yeah. all different people from around the circle, were just sharing about, oh, that this is what this teaches us about the attributes of who God is. Right. And, and I, not necessarily, hey, what does this mean to you? It was, right. what does this reveal? about the attributes of character of God. And the fun part was they would say their answers and to be able to say, hey, show me where you see this in here yeah. so that, that the, the, the community could be built up to, oh, well, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have seen that, but that's in there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so this, this guy answers at one point and then kind of pauses for a second. I think, I think it had to do with when we talked about uh, the second question, which is what does this reveal about like humanity yeah. uh, and us? as as god's people and he said something about like we need each other and he's like and someone had said that and there's like we're better together and we need to trust each other and he goes well it's kind of weird i just walked in um and i I feel like i can trust y'all yeah and um that was crazy yeah just being honest you know a group of 25 30 folks sitting in a circle literally just answering questions real time during a sunday morning gathering and someone goes yeah i feel like i can trust you uh, and then we saw an evert, even like greater leap. Yeah. Yeah. In that final, <laughs> I don't know, five ten minutes that caused me to sit down only from the perspective of like I didn't feel like I was in a position that I could be standing above him actually answering his question. Right. Yeah. So again, someone who was there for the first time, but a family member mm-hmm. of uh, someone who the community knows. Yeah. Um, and he basically asked, <laughs> why doesn't God just fix everything? Right. was kind of oh, the gosh. basis of his If he's real, if he's up there. Question, yeah. Um, so if we, as we look around and we see all of the, it's the classic question, right? So like if, if God is good, why do we look around the world today and see... So much bad. Right. Yeah. So, so much heartache. And, and, and he kind of spoke to the, the fact of like, why, why is it that there are so few, from his perspective, why are there so few people who kind of take these beliefs seriously and live them out. Why is it the minority? Yes. And not the majority. majority. Correct. Why doesn't God show himself yeah. so that the minority become the majority? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And, man, I was <laughs> sitting in my chair watching and listening 
grateful that this gentleman who was there for the first time is just willing to bear his heart in front of the community for real and speak out. And it's like, man, this is, this is what this time should be is, you know, people can come in and be honest and open and vulnerable and express their doubts, uh, without fear of judgment. Yeah. And I was also super excited to hear your answer, which was, (laughs) Or how you were going to deal with the situation, really, more more than your answer. Yeah. I was like, let me let me let me take this. Uh, no, no, I I uh, I was I was really upset that it wasn't you on the platform <laughs> yesterday morning because that would have been interesting to watch you handle this moment. I literally had the thought, thank God I'm not preaching today, uh, because it came down to like. I think what God was speaking, even as he was talking, was like, there is so much behind this question. There's so much hurt. Oh, There's yeah. so much frustration. There's so much doubt and, and discouragement. Like, you can't begin to pull these things out. He just needed to be able to say it. That's right. Like, he just needed to be able to say it out loud in an environment, like you said, that was safe. Yeah. Uh, and wasn't necessarily probably even looking for the best answer um, so with that, I kind of, I, I don't know exactly how I put it, but I was like, that's a great question. Like, let's, let's pray on, let's lament on that. Maybe, maybe there's other discussions that can happen after, but what happened after the gathering? So we, you know, we, we rounded out, we landed the plane. We had a final time of worship, which was super, like super explosive. Um, but I watched like seven people yeah. go over unprompted, untold to, unwhatever, just the reaction of the body to itself feeling feeling the the hurt of of this gentleman. And and conversations just started. Like literally mm-hmm. someone pulled up a chair, sat across from him and said, let's talk about this for a little bit. And I was like, man, th- this is this is the church. Like yeah. this is the body. Um, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> nobody was like, oh well we'll let the professionals handle that. Yeah. Right? Like I mean that and that's just the thing about this community. It's like we have so many folks that are stepping into their calling and their gifting and you know, they're not just kind of sitting back and waiting um, to be told or asked. Um, they're just living it out. Yeah. It's been amazing. It was unreal. And even like the prompt to to pray for all these new folks that were there because there were some other hurts that, that kind of got unfolded. The prompt to do that wasn't from me. It was from someone else in the community that came up and whispered in my ear as we were starting worship, hey, we should really be praying for them. And it was like, mm. yeah, of course we should. But man, thank you for voicing what uh, what could have been a missed opportunity. So yeah, we in the, in the 18 minutes and 40 seconds that we've gotten to this point, like we do no justice to it. But yeah. uh, I think if anything, you can hear in our voices and our tone, like what's happening in this community, what happened this past weekend, um, while we will not claim like a pinnacle, like mountaintop uh, and like we've arrived, but man, it felt real good to see the goodness of God and to know, and Steve and I looked at each other like, there was no way that anyone else could have taken credit for what happened yesterday other than the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Just look at what the Lord did. Look at what yeah. the Lord did. Yeah. So, uh, man, hopefully this was encouraging to you. And if you have questions about any of this stuff or you want to talk, if you missed it, uh, you want to hear more, feel free to reach out to Stephen or I, uh, especially if you're in the community. And if not, man, feel free to reach out anyway. We'd love to talk to you about it. <laughs> uh, anytime we get to brag on our community, it's a beautiful thing because it's really just bragging on the Lord. So hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. See you soon.